Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rulo. It is Tuesday, April 26th. We are on episode 37, and it is primary election day. Do you boys vote? Nope. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you have an excuse, because you're a newly minted American citizen, Carl Bird. Somewhat new-ish. Right. Within the I last election, you said, right? Yes. Yeah, I, that's the, I was not a citizen when the last president was elected. Right. For the second term. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you got a pretty perfect excuse. Yeah. I've got my paperwork to send in, so by the time we actually have to choose one of these hobos right. to lead us, yep. I'll, I'll be registered. I don't. Nice. Cobra, what's your excuse? I, uh... Did they, make it, did they disenfranchise you? Did they make it too hard? No, no, no. no. I, moved, I moved this past year, so I'm stuck in between, like, two uh, different polling places. Well, I guess that makes I don't sense. know the new one, and I think I'm still stuck at the old one. I'm not sure. Right. Well, I actually haven't voted yet either, but I'll be going after this recording. <laughs> I think they close at 8, so it's like right down the street. I'm proud to be an American, where I can choose between an ex-reality TV star, a socialist, a convict, possibly, and a guy that looks like a serial killer. <laughs> you choose who's who. Oh, boy. What have we been up to, boys? Uh, Come on, let's start with you. We always start with Eris. Let's start with you. What have you okay, been up what to? I've been up to? Well, um, there was a death in the family, so... Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, so what was weird... This was just kind of odd. I um, My mom asked me to like DJ the repass. Mm, the I repass. saw Snapchat. I don't know what that is, but... The repass is basically the reception after a funeral. Yeah, I had to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I had been to those. what that was. I never knew they had a name. I didn't either. I've, I've been to them. Yes, yeah, yeah, same here. I'm like, yeah. what is that? Like, when he told me he's DJing a repass, I'm like, oh, that's cool, Carl. You got a gig, huh? Great. And he's like, my uncle died. <laughs> that's that's the thing after. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, if you saw the Snapchats, you know it was no thing, apparently. Yeah, it did not look at it. <laughs> oh, so he I'm, showed me the videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, so I'm like, I'm playing, you know, gospel views and I'm saving everything. So I'm playing that while everybody eats. And my aunt was just like, play this song, play this song, play this song. I'm like, no, sure. this is, like, after a funeral, right? No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Of life, Carl. Which yeah. is true. It's, which is true. So then that's when I started, you know, playing the more upbeat ones. I was upset about one thing because, um, of course, obviously, you know, the icon himself, Prince, passed away. This that's what I thought you were talking about first. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he was yeah, a family to all of us. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was such a beautiful man. Yeah. You're a big fan? Yeah. I saw a few Snapchats from you as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, yeah. was partying. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, a lot of my family members kept asking me, oh, do you have do you have Prince? Do you have Prince? And I kept saying to myself, I said, I better, I will not DJ anything this weekend because I have no Prince in my Serato. Uh, because. What, what, what did you just use? Serato. That's a DJing program. Oh. And um, because I usually get all my music from YouTube. Right. Prince hated YouTube. Oh. You can't you if you find a Prince song on YouTube, you're lucky. Like try to download it and it'll be gone within like five minutes after you find it. Is he on like Spotify and stuff or is he on anything? He had it on Spotify and now all of a sudden is and then like literally like the day he died it was like all gone except for his like newer album. Maybe there was like a self destruct button that people <laughs> on that a dead man switch that he had Prince just he never tried. liked he never liked streaming. Mm-hmm. So I mean we still play you know I twenty sixteen bro exactly but you know I played with what I had and everybody enjoyed themselves so mm. then um 
after, so, you know, after the whole thing was gone, you know, I'm breaking down and everything, I get a phone call from Ass. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that that totally see. happened. Okay, you gotta take it away from this place? From this pie? So, I had a dilemma. Fine, Carl, I'll jump in here and spice <laughs> up your story. Well, I'd be shit. It's pretty much part of it. So, so back at the Tejeda household, I had a dilemma. I had stumbled across a some information on the computer that intrigued me, and I had made a decision like a boss, that I was going to return my TV and get a better one that was on sale. Oh. So I called Carl. Yeah, this is news to you, huh? Yeah. Carl told me to keep it a secret <laughs> so we can tell you the story today. And I did. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> so uh, I call up Carl and I'm like, yo, Carl, what are you doing? I need your help. I'm going to return this TV and get a better one that's on sale. Right now. So, do this. Carl, what are you up What's to? the Samsung one? It is a Samsung one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would never buy no other hobo right, brand. Get out of here. What could be better? Okay, continue. It's a better Samsung than my Samsung. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, they had the uh, Quantum Dot enabled 10-bit panel having oh my God. SUHD. Did you already? Yes. Yeah. I did tell Randy, yeah. unbeknownst to you. Those <laughs> <laughs> 10-bit panels. I think Randy was very jealous. <laughs> Dirty Randy. He looked real upset that he had to redo his bathroom so he couldn't buy a new TV. <laughs> Take that, responsible homeowner. <laughs> so, so Carl's like, all right, I'm hanging out with my family, but fuck them, I'm coming over. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's I right. didn't say he that. He did not say that. <laughs> Carl was very respectful to his family. Uh, I was a just, television I was emergency embellishing right it had to happen that day gotcha um, so Carl comes over and he uh, helps me take down the TV mm-hmm. and we pack right, it up because Victor helps you put it up yes <laughs> no, Carl right. helps you take it down okay. so you're next when I have to return it again to get the next better one that's on sale right right then uh, you're gonna come over and help me okay so, uh, Carl and I boxed up the TV real nice, nice. I go ahead and, you know, put it in. We go ahead and put it in the car and take a drive over to Best Buy. And, uh... In North Attleboro. In North Attleboro. And he lives in Because East. they had... I, their website said they had an open box one, which was an even better deal than the sale that they had. So, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get that open box joint because that's a sweet-ass deal right there. Uh, so, turns out they didn't have the fucking open box one. Uh, also turns out that they didn't find some screws for the stand in the box. So, we had to drive all the way back to my house, which is a half hour away from the Best Buy, to get screws and then go back. I never found the screws. I suspect that the screws were in the box the entire time. (laughs) So, I just grabbed some screws that I had in the house, and we drove back to Best Buy. And I'm like, these are the screws! Totally the screws. Right I, here. Say, I did say out of the way. I'm like, that will be some shit. These will be the wrong screws. Oh, no. I'm 100% sure they were the wrong screws. <laughs> Those were not that TV stand screws. So whoever bought my old TV on a sweet open box deal can only hang that shit if they don't find the actual screws, which I am still 100% convinced were actually in the box. Okay. So... Uh, we end up getting back there. I give them the screws that are totally not the right screws, and the girl tries to find out if they are the right screws by looking in the manual. Thank God the manual doesn't have the screws in there. So she just ends up looking through the whole manual and going, I'll take your word for it. Just 
the oh. screws in the box. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that's that's a me move that you just pulled right there, good sir. I just want to throw that out there. You can't. You cannot. You cannot say you can't trust a Cerullo. You're you. You did that, not me. Oh, that's awesome. It gets better. Yeah. So uh, then we proceed to uh, the the manager tells me that they do not have that open box one. That just means someone returned it. Yes. Yeah, so somebody yeah. just returned their their TV gotcha. to get something better. Like how do they not have like it when they said they had it? They did. He body. just said, oh, somebody must have just returned it unopened or something, uh-huh. and we just forgot to take it out of the open box stock gotcha. into just regular stock. Yep. Um, so that must have been what happened, yada, yada, yada. We don't actually have it, blah, blah, blah. We have a new, though. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll take a new. Okay. Because I have a fucking ace in my back pocket here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so we get the, uh, the the new TV gets brought up and it's getting wrung out. I'm like, but wait, I have this 10% off coupon that you guys emailed me. Can mm-hmm. I use that? I don't know. Samsung price protects their TV, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Stupid explanation by the manager. Shut the fuck up. He scans it. Totally works. Bam. Totally like uh, almost $200 off right there, right off the bat, right off the jump. And then uh, I'm like, but wait. So, let me rewind here a second to explain what happened with this next part. When I bought my original TV, the one I'm returning right now, uh, I chose to get, uh, so Best Buy in April has this deal where you can either get 24-month no-interest financing or, uh, this is only if you're using your Best Buy card, which I haven't had one of, or you can get 10% cash back on that purchase. So I chose the 10% cash back. So I got $135 cash back from buying that old TV, which I then used to buy that new TV when I returned the old TV that I got the 10% cash back from. I got $135, and at the end of the day, the new TV that's way better than the old TV turned out to be cheaper than the old TV. So they they let you use $135 cash back for something you returned. Yes. Did you use those gift cards you got from them like eight months ago? I used that to buy my Apple Watch, remember? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, that would have been the perfect. I, Carl Bird was there for all this? Yes. He, the saw, entire the thing. he <laughs> saw the whole entire shenanigans go down. Mm-hmm. So, That's pretty I I am, I, I, I'm, I gotta like write a book about how to screw over Best Buy. Because <laughs> so I'm finding really awesome ways to do it. Although I will say it was a, it was a long day trip. Oh God! It was it, so it long. Was long. <laughs> what day was this? Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah. I would never do that for you. <laughs> it's your turn. Listen, Carl got Carl got fed very well by my wife. Yeah, my it, daughter was very gracious to him. Oh, that's my she, she is my new cute. like BFF. Like she like that was the she like learned my name the fastest out of like. All the other children in my life. Mm. And she said it probably the best. Carl Bird. Well, she didn't say it first <laughs> <laughs> I don't call like, him Carl. If we called him Carl Bird, she probably would have. But we just yeah. call him Carl. Mm. And that's all I heard. As I was leaving his house, I still heard, <laughs> Carl, 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 Carl. <laughs> she was saying bye-bye. She was like, bye, Carl. <laughs> is that... That's fast. That is... That's for like, like my, my daughter's a genius. Yeah, bro. she's like advanced. That's yeah. nice fast. Her bro. language skills are stupid advanced. Yeah, yeah. She's expanded shit. Yeah, yeah. She knows all of her 
body parts in English and Spanish. Nice. Yeah. Have fun with that. Interesting. So after we got it back home, try to put the uh, the mount back up because I, I wall mount my shit. Right. Uh, you know, because I am not a savage like me. Right. <laughs> so turns out that the screws oh, I God, returned <laughs> to Best Buy happened to be the screws that I needed to wall mount the TV. They were the the Walmart screws for my old TV, which didn't work on the new one that I had bought that I returned. So me and Carl then needed to take a trip to Home Depot to get the correct screws. Thankfully, it was closer. Yes. And then Carl, uh, Carl got to play a game on it. So yeah, yeah, I played that beautiful. Look, I played that beautiful looking um, Final Fantasy 15 demo. Right. On it, mm-hmm. it looked fucking glorious. So now you want 4K. You're on the 4K revolution. I, I am, but it's just like, God damn, do I have the money? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Yesterday was the first time I got to sit down and watch my 4K TV. So I watched a little bit of hockey, some basketball, some WWE. I need to find out if I should watch WWE in sports mode. Hmm. Don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. That's, yeah. You should try it. I gotta Google something. I gotta Google that. Yeah, I did try it. I was like, eh, but I'm like, I don't know if this is right. A lot of stuff I don't know if it's right or not, but the mm. NBA on sports mode did look pretty legit. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I know the sports mode is made, like it tells you right in the menus that it's made for soccer, really. Oh, really? Was, was you able to see Isaiah Thomas's like, sweat and air wax? Well, no, but I was showing Jess the same exact show that you showed. Oh, Bosch. Yeah, Bosch. Yeah, uh, because yeah, it's like the first one on Amazon Prime. It's like Ultra HD. Yeah. She was like, you can see the sweat on his face. <laughs> yeah, you can. It is pretty legit. When my wife saw that show, she's like, it looks like you can just jump into the TV. Yeah, because you showed me um, some nature shit. Oh, yeah, documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some nature stuff. The first thing I did was, when I first the TV first turned on, my 600-pound life was on. I was oh, like, I can, gross. you can see all 600 pounds. <laughs> all of it. It was just like, bam! Whoa! I don't know why I was on TLC, which is a channel I do not watch. I don't think. This is there. It's a weird show. It's a weird show to watch on 4K for the first time. I'm like, I don't, ah! I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. That's some real bad. That's two Vintual forks. Yep. And then yeah. I got to put... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I get to put, well, I put my old TV in this room that we're in right now. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet, if I'm selling it or keeping it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, get a, I get the CRT TV that I got to recycle. I put it on my couch, and it fell off. It made these black marks you see over here. It scared yeah. the shit out of me when it fell. <laughs> I thought it was back pretty good, but it must not have been. I mean, Codex Nation can put in bids on your old TV if they want. Yeah, maybe. If we can get it up, start, like I said, start the bidding at $400. <laughs> Maybe call bird. I don't know. Cause I don't know if I want to use it for this room or not. It's I haven't a decided. Sweet forty-two inch LG. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. It did its, did its job. Did its job. But now I'm on the 4K revolution. So I will nice. get. Th- I'll get there eventually. I'll give it to a hobo for free. <laughs> <laughs> 1080p. Ew. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it yet. Um, I, might, my, I might keep it in here for my like my PlayStation or something. My my uh, PlayStation 4.5 or 4K hmm. Neo. Oh, yeah, this could totally be your, like, VR room. Right. This room could just be virtual. Yep. All the time. <laughs> I have a real room, just virtual. You step in, you put the VR headset on before you walk in. This room could be like the deck in Star Trek. I like it. 
Actually, I don't mean that's a real thing. If I empty this entire room, it's going to totally be the holiday. Sure. It'd be like the future. I don't know that you want to play your PS4 in less than 4K, though. That's a good that's, point. That's, Especially if I buy a terrible burden. A PlayStation 4K. So right. This could be my Xbox room. True that. There you go. But then there's going to be a Xbox 1K. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Yeah. They love taking our money. They really do. It's pretty whack. I love technology. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was time for a new TV anyway, because this one's five years old now, so and 4Ks are starting to drop to HD levels. Yeah, yeah you got yours for $500. I mean, your shit's only 48 inches. Right, but that's when it was 42, so I upgraded. Right, yeah, yeah. Totally I don't want too big. Well, not yet, anyway. One day. But that's what I, I think we talked about. It was a five hundred dollar price point. Like, yeah. As soon as you sent it to me, I literally purchased it within thirty seconds. <laughs> yep. Thirty seconds, I purchased it. There it is. It's a sign from God because the six hundred dollar one I was looking at went up in price to six seventy, mm. and then God's like Maurice, you gotta buy this fucking four K TV. Let's go, <laughs> get on it. Four K is just pretty sweet. When mm. everything starts getting released in four K, it's gonna be the best. Yep. And I did watch uh, WWE last night in four K. It looked pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, the, the upscalers on those Samsung TVs are impressive. It looks fantastic. It yeah. looked better than the live thing. Nice. Live show. Yeah, they had the, um, after we installed the TV, they had the uh, 2014 NFL draft on. Hmm. So I got to see Johnny Manziel not get drafted by the Cowboys. <laughs> we literally turned on the TV and it was the Manziel pick for the Browns. So it's like, oh, wow. You may have dodged there's, a bullet on that one, Carl. There's a crap yeah, blast did. from the past. Yeah, we yeah. did. God, they're so dumb. God, they're so dumb. Our team's so dumb. So uh, dumb. When you oh, listen God. to homeless people that tell you who you should draft in the NFL, like the Browns owner, that's how. Drop yeah. Jimmy Haslam, idiot. Well, now they have the Moneyball guy, and he's already wheeling and dealing and getting them picks. And I like it. I saw a press con- the pre-draft press conference for that guy. just happened to tune into NFL Network, and that guy's... Press conference was on, Sashi Brown, and uh, he sounded like an an impressive individual. I enjoyed it. He was a well spoken, intelligent fella. Maybe the Browns are headed in the right direction. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe not. not. Probably not. But he sounded good. I like those cyber matricians. Cyber matricians. Cyber. Mm. Those, what? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking. That's that's a foreign language. You know the moneyball guys that like they crunch all the numbers and they say like, oh, you have to maximize this. Statisticians. Mm, sure. Mathematicians. I think it's cyber. Cyber. I don't know. Callbird. We need you to figure that out. I. I thought you were googling it. <laughs> but this also doesn't work out because Oakland Athletics traded Josh Donaldson for like a trash bag, and he just won the MVP for Toronto last year. So. Oh wow! Nice work. Billy Bean, you idiot. I don't like Billy Bean. Um, and Brad Stevens is a cybermatrician or statistician. He has a guy on his team. No. Oh. Celtics are doing things. They sure are. They haven't sucked so bad in game one and two. They'd be in a better situation. They lose game one by one point. Right. But they have all the momentum going back into Atlanta. Mm, uh, that's tonight, right? Yeah. Watch that shit in 4K. Right, there you go. Might be able to. If I'm home. I don't think I'll be. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Not if you're exercising your duty as an American. Right. Well, our polls close at 8, so I should be back in time. I can't wait to watch football on that. I don't know, man. There's no good choice. Yeah, I really wish it was September so I could watch Tom Brady in 4K. You're not going to see him. Shut up, September. Carl! <laughs> Actually, I just read an article. I'm not even going to go into it. 
Go into it. Nope. No, well, the article said that if he appeals again, it's he's probably going to get it pushed back. Yeah. Until the sex season's over. <laughs> I, was, I was just listening to Quick Slants, the podcast, on the way here, and Tom E. Kern said mm-hmm. that. <laughs> There's so, also those hearings, those on banc hearings. On banc, right. yeah. They only happen about one percent of cases. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. But Who because knows? it was the chief justice that sided with him rather aggressively, mm-hmm. and because it's a high-profile case, it could be right. the chance. But one percent. Right. But, well, but, but but Tommy but, Kern brought up a good point. Only like three percent of appeals get a pe- like were reversed. Five percent. Of Judge Berman's appeals. Right, yeah, so yeah. it's a very low percentage. Everything's just been super backwards for this whole <laughs> fucking thing. I hate Deflategate. I just want it to end. Why can't you just end it, Goodell? Just admit that you're a fraud. Just let him... T- just, let's, just take God, the suspension. I, I made the right choice Whatever. when I chose to, that I would kill Goodell. <laughs> and marry Hitler. And <laughs> him, yes. I'm just, I'm over the whole thing at this point. I just want to well, go over it. So Tommy Curran made a good point mm. that could work in the favor of having that hearing happen is the fact that, um, so this makes it two to two because there was that dissenting opinion by Judge Katzman, who was the chief justice of the Second Circuit, yep. uh, and Judge Berman obviously ruled in favor, and the other two bums ruled against Tom Brady. So it's two to two now. It's dead even. Well, yeah. Two to two with two of the judges being higher than than Berman. Boy. Yeah, not really. No, he's like, he sits on the same panel. It's just it's like his peers. Oh, yeah. So Katzman is just like the senior judge. He's the senior most judge. That's oh. why he's the whatever you know. Oh, oh so That's I get it. So there's a pool to the because I'm not a lawyer, obviously. So the initial thing is they whoever listens to Tom Brady's initial appeal, they take it out of that pool. Wait, you're right. Correct. People, yes. And they, okay. Oh, 21 people. It's a, it's a 21 gotcha. total. Gotcha. So the, the, the Berman sure, just happened sure. to get selected out of that 21. Yeah, the two to one helps. Is, but at this point, do I want to go a whole other season, Colbert? I mean, Tom Brady was going to be my keeper. So I would really like for him to delay <laughs> his suspension again. I'd really appreciate that. Even if he serves the four, I'd still keep him. Yeah. You throw Tom Brady back in that pool, you will never get him back. Mm. I'll just draft Jimmy Ever. in the last round. He won't be there. He won't no. be there at the last round. So, I don't know. I just, I don't even care. I really don't care anymore. I, mean, I if do. I, if I, as, if Tom Brady will never admit right. guilt because he did no, nothing no. wrong. I know if he I were Tom Brady. that shit. I know no. if I were Tom Brady. Call Bird Science, Call Bird. The ideal gas law, Carl. What the hell, man? So here, this is an interesting. Oh my god! This, so this is an interesting case. Carl Bird is like your everyday American, mm-hmm. where a seven year, a seventh grader's science project debunks a two million dollar report. Why, Call Bird? Do you not listen to the science? Is my question. Listen, he uh, knew about it. He's the one who's touching the goddamn box. Because Carl over. is an irrational patriot hater. Carl Bird is no, two, yeah, you're right. Bird. Certified hater since '92. Did Carl Bird just two plus two equal four? Yes. <laughs> okay. Then he didn't do he it. Knew about <laughs> shit. He knew science. About shit. Science. science. He knew. This about is what's shit. wrong with America. Anyway, this is what's wrong. With, and then people like Carl Bird go vote, and they ruin everything. <laughs> People who don't agree with science are ruining this country. Carl, why are you ruining this country? Yes, that's it. How is your boys uh, case going against the NFL that no one talks about? <laughs> How is I, it? Honestly, I don't know because nobody <laughs> talks about it. 
Was yeah, it, I haven't even got any, like... Wasn't it more fun when people actually cared about the Cowboys, like they used to? <laughs> but they still do. I don't know. Only you care, Carl. Oh, and no, that no, guy no, we no. ran into, a David Buster. He cares. Okay. You're you're a novice groupie who just who just became a fan, what, five years ago? Curious. You're a traitor. I'm just curious why no one like, cares anymore. It must be upsetting for couple. We have a no, we have a very strong fan base. We're actually one of the biggest fan bases in the country, so I mean but why is a bunch of bandwagoners? But why that's from y'all, the nineties? But that's y'all. The nineties. That's y'all. No, was no, at least we have bandwagoners from the two thousands, Carl. I'm still. When was waiting. the last time you had I'm a bandwagon? Still, listen, we have true fans. We have true fans. This concerns me. This concerns me as a human being. That science. Because <laughs> <laughs> not even as like this goes beyond football. This goes beyond the Cowboys, the Patriots, but science. So wait, science. Did we even mentioned what brought on this conversation. So Tom Brady got resuspended. I just want to put that out sure, there. That's, yeah. that's what precipitated yeah, this whole thing. Right. I mean, I'm sure it was obvious for so his, the listeners here, but that that's the reason. The overturn of his appeal was overturned. Right. Again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Once I saw the suspension, I'm like, we were just flipping. I actually looked and I was like, okay. Yeah. It looked Prince good. is still dead. Aristotle. That's literally been that. <laughs> and nobody puts respect on Birdman's name. Who's Birdman? <laughs> <laughs> the only Birdman I know is a basketball player. Anderson, what's his name? I forget. <coughs> I Chris, I can't, I can't. His last name is like somewhere. Okay, well, it's, it's whatever. Birdman is the CEO of um, Cash Money Records. Oh, okay, I know that is. So he's Little this, Wayne's father, okay. stepfather. No, he's not. They're not uh, related at all. They just uh, have that father-son relationship. That's why I just said stepfather, Carl. But the, adopted father. Adopted that's father. the word. It's not even adoption. <laughs> whatever, man. He's his dad. Okay, Carl. <laughs> anyway, he birthed him from his loins. <laughs> right. His. Anyway, anyways, he goes on to um, The Breakfast Club, which is a syndicated radio show from New York. And before the show starts, he's just like, I'm going to tell all three of y'all, because he can't really speak well. Mm-hmm. Stop playing with my effing name. If you're going to say my name, put some respect on it. Not R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Right. R-E-S-P-E-C-K. Like, like the New Day says. Well, they were saying on Raw last night. Well, yeah, because they copied. They're... Oh, that's where that's from? When did this <laughs> yeah. happen? This happened Friday morning. Wait, they did a Raw thing on Respect My Name? Yeah, I yeah. just did. <laughs> New Day was like, Respect it. Respect it. I'm like, that's pretty funny. It's everywhere. It oh, is, it's God. Legit. The memes are so right. amazing. The internet went into overdrive. Did it? It's fantastic. But I'm on the internet like all day. I like live in the internet. Right. But see it. There's very important reasons why you are missing on this. You're you're white. <laughs> True. You're you're super white. <laughs> so who is he telling to respect? He was saying to the, the radio host. Yeah, the radio host, Charlemagne the God, DJ MV. Oh, and someone did it on the Sports Hub today. You said right. Yes. Yeah. So somebody oh, called man. the Sports Hub today okay. and told uh, and said that Tom Brady should step up to them judges and tell them to res- put some respect on his name, mm-hmm. all three of y'all. Yeah. And then he hung up. And the, the Scott Zolak and Beetle were just too white to understand what was going on. Gotcha. <laughs> they were bewildered. Okay. But we are the majority minority podcast, so we know what's good. We know what's up. Mm-hmm. We know what's happening. Mm-hmm. We got our fingers on the pulse. I've been in the long corners of the that. internet, I suppose. Yeah. When was oh, this again? Was what? When was it again? Friday morning. Oh, well, it's been a while, too. <laughs> 
It's like yeah, I've seen it at some point. Like by Friday afternoon, that thing was it was a wildfire. Yeah, Friday morning. Yeah, literally, like by it happened around like seven. By nine o'clock. Yeah, it was like all the, over the place. The YouTube remix is already out there. It's been translated into Spanish. It's pretty fantastic. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I may have to, I'll send it to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, take a look. Take a gander. So anyway, hopefully Tom Brady can beat this again. Like he beats everyone and everything. I don't know. If Carl Bird doesn't believe in science, three, two federal judges don't believe in science. Well, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with science anyway. Because essentially the CBA for the NFL players is literally the worst CBA in existence. Not even just in sports, but like in America. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. They I, make the I most didn't dwell too much in it because Prince just died. The NFL players. I mean, stop using Prince as your excuse for that's everything. Been, that, that has been what's been going on about that. Right? Prince died. The only Prince okay, song. I am, I, am, I am sad about it. The only Prince song I know Still. is I think Purple Rain. That, that, that You're correct. That is the only Prince song I can name off the top of my head. Not even the Chappelle Show sketch? I know the Chappelle Show sketch. I mean, yeah, of course. No, that's, 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 that's which actually really happened. I was wondering that. Yeah, it, it's a true story. I heard it from... Charlie actually, Murphy? Charlie Murphy, t- he called in the Breakfast Club later on... Um, well, that later on that Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me, he was like, yeah, it, was re- it really so happened. When I, yeah, when I was watching, because of course I had to watch that sketch again. And it was as hilarious as ever. Still. I was thinking to myself... Is this actually true? I feel like part of this has to be true. Like, Charlie Murphy will not just betray us like Yeah, that. and then I later on heard an, heard an old interview from Prince, and he confirmed it. <laughs> he confirmed, like, oh, it was God. true. He thought the sketch was funny, and um, he was like, yeah, that really happened. That's great. Except that he didn't cook. The only, thing, the only difference was he didn't cook the pancakes. Uh, he had them made, but they did have pancakes. They beat him in basketball. Yeah. Uh, shirts versus blouses. Yeah, that's the only... Prince stuff, and then I remember he used to be a symbol, and then he changed his name back to Prince. Yeah, that was only because he was going through some contract stuff with Warner mm. Brothers, where he wanted to leave, but he couldn't because you know the whole thing with his name. So it's like, oh, if I change my name to this, I can make music. So here's else. a question. Yes, sir. Why? So a federal judge doesn't believe in science, but <laughs> a judge will allow you to change your name to a symbol. It had nothing to do with it. They didn't have it. Yep. I guess it never was. there a pronunciation for this? He was just the artist formerly known as Prince. Right, but, w- but when I went up to him, be like, so, symbol? Yeah, it is an unpronounceable symbol. That's, it's the symbol for mankind. Like the wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, just it a fan, it's a fancy drawn onk. A who? An onk is the symbol. An onk. Yeah. A N K. I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, yeah, nature. Yeah, and that's the symbol for mankind. Is that what McFoley had? Something like that. Because yeah. he had a symbol. Yeah, it was the same symbol. It's just that Prince was drawn was Prince's variation was like sure. Yeah. Right. It's for copyright purposes. Let's be serious here. Yeah. Whatever. Right. I get it. Yeah. But it's. Oh, God. Uh, I'm just a very logical, reasonable person. So when someone has put science numbers in my face, <laughs> someone just spits in it, it really upsets me. And lets me know where we're going as a country. I understand you. Listen, man. The Even if I was a Dallas Cowboys fan, 
I would be concerned. The Patriots got railroaded, and everyone is starting to realize that. I read an article today. Yeah. The new consensus around the NFL is that the Patriots were innocent. The new science has turned team executives around, and they believe that science? the Patriots were innocent. They believe in science because they're oh, not oh, dumb. Right. And now, now, a year and a half later, they're concerned that Roger Goodell is running rampant mm. and that it could happen to them next. Look at what happened to the Chiefs. Well, it's like the when, Chiefs got screwed. Yes. But it's also what happened to the Cowboys and the Redskins. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was an uncapped year. They went over the cap that didn't exist. And then they just got the money taken away from them. Yep. But it's like that poem... Like I said, they came for the Cowboys, and I said nothing. They came for the Chiefs, and I said nothing. Or the Saints. Mm. And they came for the Patriots, and there was no one left to speak for me. <laughs> so Carl Burns is just like, whatever. That's good. No one spoke for the Cowboys when that happened. True. And now, I'm so sorry, Carl Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it would have mattered anyway, because you guys are fucking uh, losers. <laughs> Drew Brees said today he will never trust yeah. an investigation led by Roger Goodell. Correct. I did see that headline. He is a wise man, Drew Brees. Also, the Saints have stood on the wall with us since the beginning of Deflategate. The uh, the Mitchell Report for baseball, I think it was like 4,000 pages and very thorough. Wow. Now, who's an actual independent guy? He's the guy that brought Roger, Roger Clemens down. Wow. Yeah. I think it was really... That report brought everyone down. Sure I remember did. that thing's still mentioned to this day. Yeah, yeah baseball sucks now, right? Yes, they need slow. steroids back in the workplace. <laughs> or a pitch clock. I am, I am very pro steroids. As I've been watching the Celtics this past weekend because they're in the playoffs, two and two, yeah. and the, that was the thing that upset me the most about this. Carl was the next, the, the day after their, you know, game series tying win. Ooh, the NFL oh, back in the news. The NFL. <laughs> Nobody cared about <laughs> the Celtics. Prince died. No, Prince. No one even. No, First no, of all, no. Prince took China's thunder. Yes, yeah, he did. Rest in peace, China. Yeah. Wrestler. And um, then the NFL took the Celtics thunder. Like, they can't even have one day. Nope. One day. Nope. Well, I mean, um, it was it was similar to, if you think back when Michael Jackson died. Right. Farrah Fawcett died early that morning. Mm-hmm. So everybody, yeah. Oh, yeah, final Farrah Fawcett. But, you know, we saw that one coming. She had cancer for like... Yes, I remember. And then just out of left field, Michael Jackson dies. Right. And just completely. Someone I worked like, with literally. left early that day. They were so upset. I was actually mourning the death of another family member. Wow. Wow, damn, man. So, next time. But they died before sure. Michael Jackson. Right. Okay. That's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, that's, wow. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know who the, because th- usually it happens in threes. Um, But we had, well, we had Doris Roberts, then China and Prince. Doris Roberts. The mother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She was really old. She was like in her 90s, though, right? Yeah, she was like 93 or something. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, um, so I saw a funny meme where it just said, um... All these celebrities are dying and Betty White's... Betty White's just sitting here chilling. She, it was a picture with her with a drink in her hand. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I had one last thing I wanted. Oh, the Celtics. After us thinking how they could, it's been so exciting... And then once basketball ends, this is baseball for like four months. Yeah. It's going to be rough. I really want football back. And then basketball really stressed me out. Football really stressed me out. I don't want to be stressed anymore. Maybe I do need this break. 
this full-on break. Mm. I'm tired of football being in the news. Just have an off season. Nope. Make me NFL desire has you. has no, no off season, man. Yeah, thanks to this, Carl Bird. You ready for this for the rest of your life? I'm used to it. Come here. It's disgusting. I hate <laughs> okay. everyone. Hate everyone. I, I, I love the NFL draft normally. Mm. This year, because the Patriots got stripped that first round pick. Yeah. It has taken the luster from the draft away from me. They show the you. They usually show the first two rounds. No, like no first no, round only is now. It's first round only no. for prime time so Thursday night. Thursday has nothing for me. So oh well. So I will not be watching. Carl, you can. Oh, Carl, you enjoy your top five pick, yeah. Carl. You can turn the TV oh. off early. Gross. <laughs> I will. I enjoy the draft in general. This is Carl's okay. Super Bowl because he knows. He knows no, when Super Bowl time comes around, actual Super Bowl time, <laughs> we'll they will be there. We will be there. We will, we will, we will, we you guys drafted a quarterback this right. year, Carl Bird? In the uh, crowd, Carl. They said it's not it's, They say it's not their top priority this year. They're going to draft knows. a running back, and I'm going to laugh. I will hope. I hope it's Ezekiel Elliott. That's uh, the only top five worthy running back, according to all the yeah. experts. And I will still laugh. That's what they said about Trent Richardson, Carl. Sorry, I listen. I have I remain optimistic about my team, uh-huh. as I should, uh-huh. and as I will. I support uh-huh. you, supporting them. Yeah. I support you supporting oh, them. I don't okay. support them, but I support you, Carl <laughs> in all things, including your DJing career. Yeah. Uh, DJing funerals now. Right? <laughs> it's been I still can't believe Carl. I, like oh, I still yeah. I still can't believe that. So I. I what? <laughs> 4K TVs to Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I've got season two of Agents of Shield, which their main villain was the Inhumans, which was pretty. I thought it was alright. Well, because pretty trend, they, so they just took Inhumans from the movie slate, which I'm assuming partially has to do with the Shield. That's what I believe so, because you know season three is already like underway. And yeah. So I got a lot of catching up to do, but yeah, the way it ended with. The Inhumans, um, Sky's mother is. Oh, oh spoilers! You Carl. actually, what, did you, you, you guys actually plan on watching? Of course I do, Garbert. I told you I have to finish the he entire. Does. I don't give a damn, but he does. <laughs> I right. I'll spare you, but thank you. It has a lot to do with the Inhumans. Sure, sure, sure. So I'll leave it at that. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. China died too. Yes. Uh, she she does not get enough credit for. What she did as a professional wrestler. Because even when, like, back when the Attitude Era, when wrestling was super sexist and everything was just puppies. Yeah. She was, like, legit, bro. Well, the king loved puppies yeah. so yeah, much. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, I, I, listening back to the Attitude Era uh, podcast. Especially Sable's puppies. He's, king uh, used to fully go loaded crazy 90, fully loaded Sable's Fully puppies. loaded 98. He loved Debra's, too. She yeah, he did love Debra's puppies. Yeah. Well, that brings back memories. If you actually go back and watch that stuff, it's rather uncomfortable. <laughs> it's weird. It feels weird. It wasn't at the time. And no. I refused to go back and watch Don't. it. That's, oh. I, I did. I did. I did go back to watch like Fully Loaded 98 just to be like, I'm like, just out of curiosity, like, what did, what did they do? Do they blur it out now? Like, whatever. That's not blurred out. Um, Armageddon, was it that year? Or what would they year? blur out, Carl? Boobs. Yeah. They never had full on boob. Yeah, they did. They yeah, just, they did. Just kitty. 
Yeah, and I went back to look at that, and they blur they blur that out. What? Um, Jacqueline. Well, that was a slip. Up. That, that was wasn't actually, like yeah, but yeah. they blurred yeah, out. It was like a mud wrestling contest. I remember watching this live. We actually taped it on VHS. Not, I did too not because of that. But Weird. she had like a towel, and it was like the music, and she was like, "Meh." She, she took the towel off. It was only like one second because Commissioner Slaughter like covered her up. Immediately. Yeah, but it was but a, it was there. The, it was enough wow, to. It may have been my first. It may have been my first. Chris <laughs> Maurice's first nipple experience. Yeah, I was ten. So it's certainly possible, because I didn't have the internet back then, not like we do now. I mean, it existed, but, yeah. I have not watched it on the network. I was not curious enough to watch it on the network, like our friend called. It just popped in my head. I said, you know what, if something pops up in my head and I'm bored, I'm just gonna... I gotcha. Well, um... Fantastic. So, yeah. You didn't have the Spice Channel dilemma like me and Iris did growing up. I didn't have the Spice Channel, man. I watched that shit all blurry on stolen cable. <laughs> stolen cable. Right. See, that's what we that's had. How I used to watch the, that's how I used to watch the WWF pay-per-views, is I would turn it on the... Squiggly. Yeah, and I would just listen, listen to, to it. Listen to it, yeah. <laughs> it was like listening on the radio. I and did that too. JR was very good at what he did. So. He was. Yeah. But the best. more importantly than all that is China, who did a, you know... Yeah, you're like, you're just giving away the new section. Well, Carl Burns wanted to brought it up, so I figured we'll just we'll touch on it as we go along. Whatever, man. Mm. Just change things up a little bit. It was right. a nice it was a nice tribute that they did on Raw. Yeah, it was weird that they did like the little Twitter messages and stuff. So it was a different one that they've done in the past. Huh. Yeah. It wasn't like a full on music career introspective. It was like clips and then people's Twitter mentions of how sweet she was and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I haven't really heard much of it because, you know, Prince Took a thunder. Right. But, um... I, I was curious if the WWE even acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. I figured they might have just washed their hands of her after she went on to seedier careers. Right. Yeah. She 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 made some really bad allegations on Triple H like a year ago. Oh, did she? Yeah. Huh. She, was, she, had, some, she had issues. Uh, even if he put a nice little thoughtful... Yes, yes. But that's that cool. That we talk about like oh she had, like she did that stuff, but X Pac made a sex tape with her. Yeah. He's still around. Right. Bullshit. It's gross. Yeah. That was the grossest sex tape ever. I never seen it. You shouldn't, Carl. <laughs> you really shouldn't. I have not either. You shouldn't either. Thank you. It's a bad situation, man. I should never have done it. <laughs> You sound, cra- yo, you sound traumatized. I am, Carl. That's not the type of thing you can even masturbate to, man. I hate X-Pac. Why did I do that? I'm, I'm questioning my life choices right now. You have no one to blame but yourself. I, exactly. That's the, that's the worst part. Uh, so, to get your mind off of it, what have you been up to? I, besides getting super duper sweet 4K TVs. What a sweet deal. A super sweet deal by totally ripping off Best Buy. <laughs> uh, I've been reading some comics uh, and checking out uh, some shows. I watched uh, the latest episode of uh, My Hero Academia. That show continues to get better. Um, I still recommend that. Um, there's four episodes out now, so if you haven't started it, uh, check it out, anime people. Uh, I've also gotten into a lot of new comics. Uh, I did say that I would give a little report on my comics uh, reading as of late. Uh, And the first thing I'd like to touch on is the new uh, Iron Man series 
that's uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, called Invisible, uh, Invincible Iron Man. And that book is really great. Really, really great. That's where you wore the white suit? It was like white, silverish? No, no, no. That, that was the... Spectacular. That was, no, that was the superior ah, Iron Man. Gotcha. That was okay. the weird one. Yep. No, he, he makes a new suit. Uh, so this thing starts basically by... Uh, Tony Stark is annoyed because some kid at MIT reverse engineered his Iron Man suit and just put it out on the internet as a joke. So he's like, oh, what the hell, man? Like, I'm supposed to be the man of the future, the man of tomorrow. Uh, and some kid just jokingly, like, reverse engineered my shit and put it on the internet as a joke. Have I become a joke? Oh, no! So he goes back in the lab and builds himself the sweetest Iron Man suit ever, which can now just reconfigure into any configuration that he needs. Uh, for the situation at hand. So now, instead of having to, like, jump into a different suit to get the Hulkbuster, his suit just, like, becomes the Hulkbuster on its own. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah, um, so that, that thing's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, what I enjoy most about the book is just that they infuse it with, like, this pretty pretty cool uh, sense of humor, um, which Brian Michael Vendis has always been really good at just character dialogue and humor, and it's kind of very self-referential, um, where Tony Stark knows that he's a rich douchebag, and he embraces it, um, but he's got a, you know, a, he's like a rogue with a heart of gold type situation. Uh, and they also, this is the book that they introduced the post-Secret Wars super-duper handsome Doctor Doom uh, in, mm-hmm. which was a surprise to me. Well, I guess it shouldn't be much of a surprise because they canceled Fantastic Four. So where else would he oh, right. appear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yep. Um, and he becomes like an integral part of the book as it goes on. And they also introduce Mary Jane Watson into this book and she becomes Tony Stark's assistant. So she's no longer affiliated with Spider-Man. She's now an Iron Man mainstay um and you know they've got some some cool moments in here where uh you know the personal moments where tony stark uh, it's very reflective of who he is his history and uh his technology and kind of where he is because he apparently um he during his dickish phase as the superior iron man he lost a, a good majority of his fortune so he's not as rich as he used to be and he had to sell the uh avengers tower because <laughs> he needed the money i guess um and uh you know the 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 little story like this little story arc in the first about five issues or so or so that feature uh, dr strange dr doom uh madam mask and it has to do a lot with like magic and stuff like that and it's pretty cool there's some amusing moments between dr strange and and tony stark uh, that I did not know that they were, you know, kind of bro-ish in the, in the comics. I had no idea that they were, like, good friends. I know that they're part of the Illuminati or whatever, but I didn't know that they were friends. And they, like... They both play Sherlock Holmes. Oh, true. And, uh... <laughs> uh, like, Tony Stark is kind of... the, uh, or, or I should say, Doctor Strange plays the straight man to... Tony Stark, and it's pretty funny because Tony Stark, like, there's just like a two-page panel where uh, the the they just draw Tony Stark with this silly ass face trying to get a high five from Doctor Strange, and it's just like the panel, the panel, the panel, same thing where he just has a silly face with the hand up, and you can see Doctor Strange just getting exasperated as the drawings go on and stuff, and then he just gives in, and Tony Stark high fives him, and he goes, "Awesome facial hair, bros! Woo!" Oh, I've <laughs> seen that one. I saw it on the internet. 
It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy the characters, the humor, and I'm really looking forward to continuing uh, reading that. It's very good. Um, I've been reading a lot. Uh, I picked up the new Spider-Man book, the Miles Morales Spider-Man, uh, and that stuff's kind of weird. It's good because, you know, teenage Spider-Man again, uh, and Miles Morales is a pretty good character, but it also starts with him fighting Mephisto's son, Blackheart, which I'm like, that's the really weird villain that, <laughs> like, start Miles Morales on. Um, but whatever. Seems that's, that's pretty fun. I'm looking forward to, to where that's going. And the last one I'll mention out of the myriad of books I'm reading is uh, the new Power Man and Iron Fist book. I read issue one of that. Uh, which is timely because their Luke Cage is coming to Netflix and Iron Fist is also coming to Netflix pretty soon. So um, they have a new Marvel just relaunched, um, Power Man and Iron Fist. And that's a pretty cool book. The art style is like this, um, it reminds me kind of uh, Gendy Tarkovsky's uh, cartoons from back in the old like Nickelodeon days, Samurai mm -hmm. Jack, um, Dexter's Lab, that kind of thing, maybe a little more refined version of that, um, where it's like a uh, more cartoonish art style, um, and it's so just it's just kind of fun with them um, kind of getting back together in the first issue f to help a friend retrieve an, an artifact, and you know, like you get. Uh, yeah, basically Luke Cage just wants to get out of that business and sort of be a family man. So you see him and Jessica Jones like communicating via calls and Jessica Jones is just like, hey man, be safe. You got a daughter, yada, yada. And then Iron Fist is like, but this is super cool and fun. We're going to go beat up bad guys. Let's do it. Woo! And it's just got those cool two sides. So, you know, Luke Cage is a straight man. Iron Fist kind of silly you know, single bachelor dude, wanna live live it up um, personality, uh, and um, I really enjoyed that first issue, so I'll, I'll uh, I plan to keep going with that. Um, and one thing I'll mention is I started reading the new Amazing Spider-Man, the Post Secret Wars one, and I love Spider-Man. The first issue didn't grab me. That's I wasn't, a change of pace. I wasn't super excited for that. It's weird. Yeah, because I get it. It's going to be interesting how they juggle two Spider-Mans. I, I mean, Miles Morales is fine. That's more traditional Spider-Man right. stuff. So yeah, they're doing a different... They're doing a change. Wait, you said... Wait, yeah. wait, wait which Spider-Man are you talking about? Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, That's amazing like, they're, they're doing something different with him, so it might take a little yeah, while. Yeah, he, like, goes internationally. That book starts with him. It's and, like, like Batman Incorporated. In a spider car chasing bad guys. I'm like, what? So it's like Batman Incorporated. yeah. Which I also started reading, and I'm not a fan, a huge fan of. Maybe it'll be Spider Wing. So I started reading Schneider and Capulo's uh, Batman yeah. from the New 52. I think I might have mentioned this before, and it just got to a point around issue 20 where they just reference Damian Wayne's death, but it didn't happen in that book, and it's super confusing. Mm -hmm. So I researched it, and apparently it happened in Batman Inc. And I'm like, oh shit, now I have to read Batman Inc., and that book is just not as good. Mm. Nah, I have to suffer through it. That's why comic books confused. Because Batman, the regular Batman, Snyder and Capullo Batman, mm. awesome. So good. I love the stuff they do in that book. You just have to read the other seven Bat titles. Right. I gotta read the other Bat hobos to get the whole story, which I hate. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. I dislike that. And I've also uh, been playing the new Ratchet and Clank on PS4 in 4K. <laughs> That's a sweet-ass game. <laughs> if you enjoy platformers and third-person action shooter games, 
and you've ever played a Ratchet and Clank game and you love super duper sweet graphics that look like a Pixar movie, get this. It's really good. I think there's a movie coming out. There totally is. It's yeah. getting bad reviews. Don't watch uh-huh. it. Damn. It's supposed to be like an animated movie or something? Yes. Oh, okay. CG movie. Which is weird because you would. I always thought that that would be a really good game to adapt to a movie. Mm. It's got a lot of cinema like, uh, you know, story and, and concepts, buddy, you know, funny kids uh, game or, or humor and stuff like that. Um, and apparently they messed it up, so that sucks. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Just watch Final Fantasy movie, I guess. Yeah. Kinglave. I'll watch that. <laughs> I got my special edition pre-order and it comes with Blu-ray. I'm good. Me too. Me too. And I watched the season premiere of Game of Thrones season 6, but we won't talk about that. You can talk about it. I just gonna leave the room. <laughs> oh, then excuse us. <laughs> There's an email later about Game of Thrones. You guys can talk about it to your heart's content. Alright. Right. We'll leave it for the end. I will. Let's go vote anyway. <laughs> um, that's cool. Anything else? I'll leave it at that. I, I took up a lot of time. Um, yeah. Anything else, I'll, I'll leave for next week. Nice. Uh, the only thing I did really was um, went to the NXT show for WWE NXT. Yeah, you did. How was yeah, that? I don't think we talked right. about that very much. No, it was cool. It was the first um, NXT show I've seen live because they just started touring. Yeah. Um, and they do smaller venues. So they did the Ryan Center, which holds about 3,000, mm. as opposed to the Dunk, which was probably over 10,000 or close to it. Um, it, was, it was a smaller setting, which was cool. They had all the super smart fans, which can sometimes get a little bit annoying. But everyone was super into the show, <laughs> like super jacked up. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a house show with lots of technology. Yeah, it was great, and they have. I mean, an they indie have, show. I mean, excuse me. I'm sorry. An indie show. I oh have. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it, they had a lot, um, and it was an awesome setting. I got to see people I haven't seen before, like Finn Balor. Uh, Bailey, who's my favorite, I love Bailey so much. But they have the other, like they have Samoa Joe, who's legit. Did yeah. he? Uh, did he have the title? Yes, right? yes, he did. Oh, so they, before it. the show started, they showed a clip of him winning it at the house show the night before. Oh, okay. I wish it was at ours. That would have been so cool. <laughs> um, and they it was a tag match. Oh, and Shins, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh God, that guy is a G. He pulls off those red pants really well. <laughs> and his theme song reminds me of a Final Fantasy song. It's probably my favorite theme in WWE right now. CFO has been killing it with all that stuff. They have. Yep, Austin Aries was there. Gronk was there. Yeah, Gronk! He was watching his boy. I could see him in the corner. And I was like, I think that's Gronk. And, and then like the next match he was gone because it was the first match. Yeah. And then one of the coolest parts was um, Chris Garrard who formerly known as Biff Busick, mm-hmm. who I've seen at local shows, wrestled against Mojo Rowley in the first match. And people were like, because they're all smart fans, they were going crazy for him. And his old chant used to be, Biff, Biff, Biff. Biff. So they always get, oh, yeah. give him that. Oh, yeah. They gave it to him good. It was great. I loved it. That's cool. Um, and if you are a wrestling fan and you enjoy local shows um, and you want to see some high quality, so the fuck was that? Sounded like a bird. That was weird. Get out of here, birds. It's nighttime. <laughs> I resent that. Um, I'm sorry? Yes, I resent that. <laughs> sorry, call bird. Um, there's a Ring of Honor show this Saturday at the West Wilkes Civic Center. 
if anyone's interested. I'm not going myself, but I'm just throwing it out I'm there. I'm working. Yeah, it's uh, they they do good shows there. That's actually where I said last time I saw Biff was there. Um, I saw him a couple times. But yeah, it was a really cool show, and it, there's so much talent. There's so much talent. With, uh, then I watched Raw this Monday because I wanted to watch it on 4K Revolution, um, which was yesterday, and. It's three hours. It was a perfect show, which is like a little under two hours, a little intermission. Perfect. Those three hours. It's just three hours, man. That shit's whack. Shit's whack. Yeah. I yeah, I never I never did agree with Raw going yeah, three hours. I can't watch the whole thing. I, I was like in and out, and I would mute some stuff that was really annoying. Um, but NXT, I really enjoy NXT. So I might continue. I probably will only watch the NXT specials and the pay-per-views. Because three hours. Is just, and I've Makes said this before. But I, I'll give it a I'll give it a go every once in a while. See what's up. Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. The uh, the yeah. guy. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. It was I rough. mean, I have it on. I'm usually at work while Raw's on, so I'll have it on. But um, doing working. stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was like it was a good time. I highly recommend. And Kingston and uh, the Ryan Center is a good uh, little venue. Yeah, it's right. easy to get to. Yeah, easy to like get out. Not not a lot of traffic. Um. Because uh, it's funny because NXT right now, wherever it goes, it sells out like immediately. It was definitely sold out there. So I wonder if they're going to try getting those bigger venues. Austin Aries is there. Did I mention him? Yeah. Yeah. So that's you guys and Bobby Roode's going to start pretty soon. Like these are legit dudes. They've been wrestling for over ten years. It's good stuff. I like it. Awesome. Highly recommend it if it comes back around. Hmm. Sorry, I did not. I almost uh, couldn't make it, but then thankfully I did because I had a lot more fun than I. Because I haven't been to a live show in a while, and you forget how much fun it is, and you go, and it's like, woo, I'm all in it. They are, they are fun. And there was like a little girl in front of me who was super adorable, and she was dressed like Bailey. Oh my god, it was freaking cute. Did you cry? No, but I pushed her all the way to get a hug. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't do that. <laughs> I would have, though. I was in the upper upper section. But since uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, that was the first time I've ever seen him live, obviously. First time I've seen him, Finn Balor, Austin, all those guys. Yeah, so it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Cool. I think the only person there who I'd seen before was Biff Busick on <laughs> the local scene. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Actually, that's a lie because last SmackDown show I went to, they did the NXT tag tournament. Yeah. So I got to see Finn Balor and uh, Samoa Joe. Oh. But Samoa Joe is a scary looking dude. Yeah, he's like that. Yeah, he plays heel really well. That's all I did. You guys want to touch on some news? What you guys got anything? Uh, some, I heard about some guy. Nope. We're saving that for last, Carl. Get out of here. Um, I'm just reading an interesting little news uh, article here. Yep. The directors of uh, Captain America Civil War uh, have come out and said in an interview that Marvel basically made... Captain America Civil War because of Batman versus Superman. Really? Yes. That's what they're saying. I heard that. Said they, they believe Marvel moved forward with Captain America Civil War because of Batman versus Superman's announcement by WB. And they felt that they they, they felt that they needed to do something challenging with the material. Sure. Or they would start to lose the audience. Because of Batman vs Superman, because now they had more competition. That that's their belief. I don't know if was it? Yeah, is that written by somebody's Makes like? Sense. Is that somebody's theory, or is it? No, that's the director. That's what the director said. The Russo brothers. Oh, right. So they said we believe that. Right. I mean, I remember because I remember Batman vs Superman was actually initially 
going to be released the same day as Civil War. Right. But it was an untitled Marvel film. People were like, we're pretty sure that's the new Captain America. And people were even saying back then the rumors were that it was going to be Civil War. I mean, but yeah, it's called Talk to Paul Feige, our boy. Because he said he's playing this to shit out years in advance. So, yeah. And now they're doing Civil War 2. And Marvel usually plans their events years in advance. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd be curious to find out. I mean, they're going to kick the shit out of Batman versus Superman, so good job, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do that, you better do a good job of it. And they I did. Mean, speaking of Kevin Feige, here's a quote from the Russo brothers that kind of confirms sort of mm. what their thoughts are here. He said, They say... Kevin is a maverick, and he's very sensitive to how people are responding to his content. He said he thought we might be right in reference to basically telling Marvel and Kevin Feige that, you know, there's been 11 or 12 films, and they've all had the same basic Uh, structure, so they were similar, you know, and they might need to switch it up, or they're going to lose the audience. So um, he's very sensitive to how people respond to his content, and he said he thought we might be right. And after they announced Batman v Superman, he said, you guys are absolutely right. We needed to do something challenging with the material or we are going to start to lose the audience. Okay, yeah. So that was definitely more context. (laughs) (laughs) So that makes sense. Good. I mean, I think it's unfortunate that the DC movie started with that Big Bang. I don't think it should have started with that. No, they definitely should have just... Yeah, it was too much too soon, but... Whatever. I'm not a big Warner Brothers executive. What do I know? I'm a big fat idiot. Mm. You mm. are. I agree. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. But I am really looking forward to Captain America Civil War. I don't care the reason they made it. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad they oh, did. Oh, God, yeah. I, I want to see that so bad. And I can't wait for them to really shake things up with the ending. Really shake things up. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War I still girls. can't I I refuse to believe they're going to do it what if they did I'd be very shocked <laughs> as long as they did it tastefully I'd still be shocked <laughs> we'll see I'm really but it, it, it actually watch out for spoilers boys and girls because it is it's release date is international tomorrow I think or this week internationally is being released yeah. in the theaters. And I, don't know, I don't know why, because it's still like 10 days away from here. So, And they've already done pre-screenings and stuff, so just be careful of spoilers. I know I will be. Um, but I've gotten very adept at avoiding spoilers. I still haven't had Mass Effect 3 spoiled for me. <laughs> <laughs> so surprised you haven't been spoiled on Game of Thrones. surprised I haven't spoiled it for you. No, because <laughs> you, you, you started talking about it. It's Randy, I said, go just talk to his desk. And I put my headphones in and I blasted heavy metal. <laughs> you did. As you said you was going to do. So, yeah, you know, yeah, kudos yeah. to you for actually sticking with it. Well, I'm more surprised that the internet hasn't spoiled it for you. I mean, There's I some s- stuff that happens that has not happened in the books. There was one specific thing that was very shocking to me that happened in that episode that I didn't see coming and has not happened in the books yet. But I will leave it at that. I mean, I've seen things... But usually, like the, here's the thing that annoys me sometimes with these spoilers. They'll put like a title of an article. This is for wrestling spoilers. This is for TV. Anything. Yeah. The title will be non-spoilery because they're trying not to be spoilery, and then the picture will be a spoiler. <laughs> like it's like what's the last the crazy last five minutes or thirty seconds of the uh, uh, Oscar Bailey Women's Championship match, and the picture is 
Oscar holding the women's championship title. <laughs> I'm like, like you sons of bitches. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I could watch uh, it live. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, people are well assholes. Yeah, and I did, uh, even the WWE Apple sent shit out. Or like, um, the the match, the NXT championship match. I mean, yeah, it was on Twitter. It was everywhere. But it kind of sucks that you get a spoil for it. But whatever. It's the world, I suppose. But, I mean, that's wrestling. This is a novel. We've, we've gone as far as we're going to go. Carl Bird. Yeah. I will not be rehashing. <laughs> Alright, we'll do the I Hate George R. R. Martin podcast. <laughs> so low. It's going to be an hour I'm and a half. I'm sure there's one out there. There's a blog. If you Google, not a blog, I should say. It's more of a forum. It's called Is Winter Coming? And there's a lot on there. And there's, um, um, there's one whole thread that's just that just quotes George R. R. Martin like stupid, idiotic, asshole things he said, and it just collects <laughs> them all. And there is another blog out there that I used to follow, but hasn't been updated since 2012. I feel that the author may have offed himself. <laughs> I don't think so. He was a teacher, but yeah, he was really funny. But I don't know what happened to that one. Makes me sad. But, uh, yeah. I have to go now. <laughs> uh, a few, uh, a few new news highlights, uh, to, to roll through here. Um, not how much you guys want to go through. I know we talked about Prince, uh, Carl Bird. I know you mentioned a little bit about that. I personally was not a big fan. Eris, I don't believe you were. No. I have never really heard, mm. uh, his music. I've never been a huge fan. Here's bigger news. The Rock is going to star in Jumanji remake. <laughs> he is not a replacement for Robin Williams at all. No, it was funny that Robin. I was at work and the Robin Williams version was on. That's a great movie. And I, I was like, wow, this movie was good. Yeah. I remember I had the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah obviously, it was his own board game. That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, Just makes me wonder how they're gonna pick. It. I don't know if they're gonna pick it up or is it gonna be a complete reboot um, or probably reboot. Uh, but the, it's funny, the way Rock does his stuff now, he just, he's always doing, I don't even know the last original movie. I say Andres was an original movie, right? Yeah. But now he's, he does like... He's, he's franchised Viagra. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He franchises everything now. But that was his own solo outing, and he did that in Hercules. So, he's got his niche now. He did those little kid <laughs> movies, and now he's moving on to the, just stick with the blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah, San Andreas wasn't that great. Hmm. No, it's on HBO though, so I'm not fair. It was okay. Like it wasn't a bad You movie. go in knowing what you're gonna get. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. I gotcha. Uh do you guys want to talk about that PlayStation Neo anymore? I know we talked about it last week. You got you got some specs you wanted to go over? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that. That's been big news. Mm-hmm. So recently, um Giant Bomb uh were the first ones, but it's been uh confirmed by other sources, but they received actual developer uh, materials for that uh, box. It looks like it's been confirmed that it's a real thing. Oh, they did? Yeah, so they got like actual developer documentation that Sony's been sending to uh, developers for this thing. Uh, So the the upgraded PlayStation 4 called the PlayStation Neo will have an upgraded CPU, GPU, and RAM. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, a, a quite a bit faster machine. It's rumored that, or it's confirmed by via this documentation that it's going to be able to at least output 4K video. So um, it's not confirmed in the documentation, but it is basically expected.
stated that it's going to uh, include a 4K Blu-ray player. If you're going to make a PlayStation 4K, why the hell not add the damn yeah, yeah, yeah. Blu-rays? Yeah. Plus, Sony gets money from those so, Blu-rays anyway, so it makes perfect so, sense. So, uh, is... Are they going to start releasing 4K Blu-rays too? Yes. Blu-ray discs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're bad people to start another collection. <laughs> dual dual layer uh, up to 100 gigabyte discs. Oh my god. This right. is why I don't do collections. Right. So I don't collect DVDs, any of that trash. Yeah, every couple of years it'll switch up and a new format will come out. This is yeah. more than every... This is crazy. DVDs lasted a very long, long time. time. I was as a matter of fact, wasn't we like talking about after we installed your TV, just like how amazed we were? Yeah. With DVDs, like sure. first came <laughs> out. First came out. Yeah. I we sold they them looked at, so clear. We sold them at Brooks Pharmacy, and it was like they're so expensive. My like, God, only a king could have a DVD player. <laughs> and then I bought a PlayStation. Well, I, my family did. Bought the PlayStation Two, so we could have a DVD player. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, reason. That was a my lot first of DVD player. That yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the the interesting part of this whole thing is that um, Sony is basically taking a very Apple approach to this whole thing where they are going to basically with the new um, improved horsepower of the PlayStation 4K, Neo, 4.5, whatever you want to call it. Um, again, the internal code name is Neo. Um, they are basically going to make it so that the, it's going to have a separate mode for, for games. It's going to be Neo mode, and it's going to make it so that it's got like cleaned up textures, better frame rate, and it's going to have a better picture overall for those games. But it, it, the base configuration is still going to be regular PlayStation 4, so it's not going to split the fan base. It's going to all come on the same disc. So Neo or PlayStation Neo owners and regular PlayStation 4 owners will not have to buy separate games or anything like that. It's just going to be so that, you know, if you have a Neo, you're going to look at a better version of that game. Mm -hmm. But it's still the same game. Um, and they're going to make it a basically a level playing field online. So basically, you know, you're just going to have the, the regular PlayStation 4 specs if you're going to go online. So you don't have any type of competitive advantage by having the more powerful console. So this is going to make it so that, you know, if you want the better experience, get yourself a Neo. But you're still going to get all the same games. You're not going to miss out on games because you don't buy a PlayStation Neo. It's just that those that, that game that you bought will look better in the Neo. They're also going to allow developers to go back and patch old games with Neo mode if you want to. So, you know, it looks like the, the developers are going to be able to start bundling Neo-enabled games in September um, of this year. So it looks like it's either going to come out at the end of the year or very early 2017. It's be holiday, I would assume. This could change uh, gaming forever, or consoles forever, I should say. Maybe, yeah, so they're, they're taking... I mean, nah, I wouldn't call it a PC. It's not like you can, you know, upgrade your, your stuff manually or anything like that. You can't put in a new GPU graphics card in there or anything like that. Mm. But, you know, it, it's sort of... Uh, I would, I would uh, compare it more to phones, where that's, you know, you get the new iPhone. You know, the old iPhone's still going to support those games, that, that you got up to a certain point, you know, the the uh, iPhone 3 can't freaking play the newer games, but I can play, you know, with the iPhone 5, I can play the, the games that my, the iPhone 6 plays. They're just going to look better and run better on the iPhone 6, but it's still the same basic uh, ecosystem, you know what I mean? 
Uh, it's just that you get the more powerful hardware. So I kind of equate it more to that than anything else, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and it's certainly an interesting tactic. I know that a lot of people, before the the specs were, were revealed, were worried that it would fragment the user base. But it sounds like Sony is doing absolutely everything within their power to keep that from happening. They already have a, you know, extremely large user base on the PlayStation 4 being the, the number one console uh, right now this generation. So, you know, it would be dumb for them to go out and just, you know, put out a new thing two years down the road and alienate all those people. I, I, I was saying, you know, right off the bat, that would piss me the hell off. And, you know, now that I know that they're going to be, I'm going to be able to get all the games regardless, I'm, I'm less pissed, but I still need, I need Sony to put in a freaking trade-in program so that I can get good amount of money for my old PlayStation 4, because I want that damn PlayStation 4K. I got 4K TV. I need that 4K. I agree. So, make it happen. Like, if Sony doesn't do it, but GameStop does, that's fine. I don't give a damn. Just somebody give me some good dough to cover at least 50% of the cost for the new one, and I'll be okay. I need that to happen. I'm sure you can sell your PlayStation 4 to some mother around Christmas time who wants it for her True. child. I'll tell her it's the PlayStation 4K and sell she it for $100. Know. She won't know, and then you just disappear. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> rip you off like I rip off Best Buy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you are so proud of that. I will. If it's under $500, then I can sell it. It's a victimless car. crime, Carl. It is. <laughs> Sticking to the man. Right. Yeah, seriously. It wasn't like mom and pop shop. Right. Here. I mean, I would have done to them, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys got before we move on to emails? Uh, no. Is there nothing else? Any we kind of touched on some stuff as we're going through the, the main body of the show. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, we got a few emails. Some of them are a little lengthy, so it might take some time. Sure. Uh, the last email will be read by the two of you because you both watched first episode of Game of Thrones, and I will never, ever, ever talk about it ever. Don't get me to talk about it. <laughs> so, first email is from uh, Satori. Oh, I apologize if I did not pronounce that correctly. Uh, Victor Naris is the uh, the subject. Blast from the past. First, I wanted to say what's up to Victor Naris. This is a blast from the Mount Pleasant past. Hey, the Asian, what's up? <laughs> the Asian beast from the Far East, Steve. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast for a few months now. How's Steve? What up, Steve? <laughs> and when it comes... I know who that is. Okay, because Satori is just the... Uh, I haven't the spoken to him thing. in ages, actually. Oh, look yeah, at that. man. Hope it's, it's been well. Um, uh, I've listened to your podcast for a few months now, and when it comes to episode 36, the minority majority, I felt a need to chime in. Since you would like an Asian, an Asian podcasting about Asians, Victor is only half qualified. As, <laughs> as we all know, Hollywood is racist, has been, and will not likely change anytime soon. To me, this topic is not just about whitewashing, but not crossing the yellow line. As we have seen many times in the past, characters have changed from white to black without too much controversy. Example, Nick Fury, The Human Torch, Captain America, Green Lantern, etc. Never have I seen a superhero, a superhero turned Asian. The only exception to this will be DC's Rebirth event, where Superman's powers are split throughout the world to different people, and one happens to be from Shanghai named uh, Keenan Kong. However, he is a Superman, not the Superman. That's interesting, by the way. I, I did not know that. Yeah. So cut in here, but that was like new info to me, and that, that, I've, that's kind of cool. Actually, uh, we talked about the... Re well, before I go back to the email, we did talk about Rebirth recently, after the show, and I did do some research on it, and I, that did come up. We'll probably have like a Rebirth-centric rebirth uh, discussion in the future. Unfortunately, in Hollywood, the only time an Asian man can have a leading role is if it 
he is an asexual martial arts person who never gets the girl. Like in Romeo Must Die, <laughs> the ending was supposed to have Jet Li and Aaliyah kiss, <laughs> but that was cut because people were not comfortable seeing an Asian man that way. That's the first DVD I ever bought when I got my <laughs> yeah, DVD player. I told Carl this over the weekend. What a coincidence. On the other hand, Asian women are hypersexualized and aggressive or passive obedient women. What aggravates me about American media is Asians being marginalized. There is such little true representation compared to other races. There was that short-lived TV show, Selfie, also still on air now, uh, Dr. Ken, and Fresh Off the Boat. During The Walking Dead, I was cheering so hard when Glenn and Maggie got together. I thought to myself, finally, they're a strong Asian male character that gets a girl and is not falling into one of the Asian stereotypes. What grinds my gears is when Hollywood decides to take characters that are meant to be Asian turned white. As you have discussed, Scarlett Johansson playing the role of Major Matoko Kusanagi is complete BS. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of her, and I sure, I'm sure she will do a good job as the major, but there's something else I thought would have been a shoe-in to play that role to be true to the manga, and that is Rinko Kikuchi from Pacific Rim. She has a looks, talent, and can kick some ass. Worst news is that VV, VFX tests were performed to make Jap- Johansson look more Asian. I did not know that. <laughs> I did. That, 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 we, we failed to mention that on the podcast last week. That absolutely happened, and that is freaking appalling. Yeah. Avatar, how the hell do you turn him white? His friend's white and make the enemy Indian technically Asian, but still, come on. He's making sure that it'll be the last airbender, but I heard a rumor that made me cringe. Sh- Shamalayan. Oh, my God. Uh, Shamalan. Shamalan, sorry. Was making a part two. Moving on, Dragon Ball Evolution. It was bad enough they turned Goku emo, but some some tried to argue that since Goku was an alien, they did not need to be Asian. Okay, if that was true, then the true Superman could be made into an Asian an Asian man. In Iron Man three, the man this actually when I was reading this email before we got before I you know because I was rereading this one actually did I didn't even think of this the Mandarin turned white and I think Marvel completely dropped the ball on him because he's a Genghis Khan in the comics he's a, he's a descendant of the gang of Genghis Khan so that, I didn't even think of this one. Um... Even if he was white, they missed a golden opportunity to introduce magic into the Marvel Universe. The new American adaptation of Death Note, where the main character is named Light Yagami, is being played by Nate Wolf, is just wrong. The story is set in Japan about a Japanese person with deep roots in Japanese mythology and culture. I understand creative interpretation and how things don't always have to allow source material religiously, but whether it be poor casting and or not staying true to the spirit of the character or story, this is just a recipe for a flop. If studios actually listen to fans instead of thinking they always know what tells best, they might actually be able to make more money. Avatar and Dragon Ball could have been great franchises with big fan bases, but as usual, Hollywood just does not learn because they find it hard to cross the yellow line. Now, I'll step off my soapbox and say, keep up the good work, and I look forward to hearing more podcasts from y'all. Peace out. The C2 Asian. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. We appreciate that. Uh, that was actually a lot of examples. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like Dragon Ball could, oh, have yeah. been, could have been a really good franchise. Yeah, like, was the first off, it was like years upon years yeah. too late. Yeah. Uh, the only, uh, man, yeah, man, I totally forget about, but I think they're going to fix that one day because they had that one shot where they implied the real Mandarin's out there somewhere and the guy from the movie was just like a wannabe. Yeah. Um, and the, the new Hulk is actually Asian. Yep. True. That is the new, that's the only one yeah, I can think of. Totally awesome Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. So true. he's brand new. Um, so that might be someone we want to check out, uh, but they're all new, all different Marvel. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of really good examples. I did not realize I did that to Scarlett Johansson to make her look more Asian. Yes. That's kind of wild. Yeah, that's that's yeah, crazy. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's... Oh, gosh. That was, <laughs> that was a very well-written email. Yeah. Well-written. See, that, that's, that's the kind of opinion that I wanted. Right. That is the content we were looking for. Right. When I was talking about Asians not speaking up and it's all freaking white dudes yeah. talking about whitewashing, yeah. 
That's the kind of content I wanted. Yep. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Steve. <laughs> we appreciate that. Write it Keep more often. Keep sending in the email. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll talk about Asians more often. <laughs> Keep sure coming. We can find something. Uh, yeah. Well, I wonder how he feels about uh, Jackie Chan being the ancient one. <laughs> <laughs> Next email is from our boy, Victor. Uh, strange doctors and jungle tomes. Greetings, fellas. I really enjoyed last week's episode, in particular discussion on whitewashing in Hollywood. I'd like to share a few thoughts here and there. Regarding the upcoming Doctor Strange film and the casting of Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One, I listened to a recent episode of the Double Toasted podcast featuring C. Robert Cargill, the co-writer of the film, and he offered a very interesting take on the controversy. He explained that he and co-writer and director Scott Derrickson regarded the Ancient One as Marvel's Kobayashi Maru from Star Trek. In other words, an unwinnable situation no matter what their approach to the character was. In the Doctor Strange comics, because the Ancient One was essentially a stereotypical Fu Manchu-esque character, the film would still receive criticisms of featuring a racist, mystical Asian. Even more significant is the H1 being a Tibetan character, and featuring a Tibetan ca- a character or acknowledged Tibet in a film that would be marketed to in Asia, a huge film-going market with over 1 billion people, would automatically prohibit the film from even being China, screened. China, not Asia, by the way. What did I say? You said Asia. Asia. China. Oh, sorry. China, China specifically. China is Asia. <laughs> sorry. Uh, a lot of words here. Uh, would automatically prohibit the film from even being screened in the country. True. Then they got some beef, don't they? Tibet and oh yeah oh yeah god yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. that's a that's a whole other podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and further still casting a Tibetan actor in the role would offend Chinese audiences and a Chinese actor in the role would offend Tibetan audiences and casting a non-Chinese non-Tibetan Asian actor would offend both good god Victor <laughs> wow as well as those who are the same ethnic background as the non-Chinese Tibetan actor because you hear complaints of oh so you just cap- cast a Japanese or Korean or Cambodian actor as the ancient one so all Asians are alike huh racist so it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. With, a pl- with this political minefield to deal with, Derrickson, Cargill, and Marvel decided to cast an actor of an entirely different ethic and cultural background and chose Tilda Swinton to, prevent- to present a powerful female character in the MCU. Personally, I dig the casting choices. I perceive the Ancient One as an all-powerful figure that can assume various forms throughout the centuries, so it doesn't bother me in this case. Number two, I also saw and thoroughly enjoyed Jon Favreau's The Jungle Book. It's full of imagination and, ex- and excitement, and I'd like- love to see it again on Blu-ray. I can only imagine what a Zack Snyder version would look like. An extremely grim, dark, humorless tone with a desaturated visual style. <laughs> Three-hour R-rated theatrical version with a four-hour NC-17 cut, N- cut on Blu-ray. Mowgli being a 30-year-old grizzled and chiseled warrior slaughtering any creature that crosses his path. <laughs> Baloo being a vicious grizzly bear with a scarred face and missing eye, equally murderous. Cut to a scene where Bagheera says to Baloo, killing that poor monkey was unnecessary. Baloo, in a gruff, gravely tone, no, it was a bare necessity. Grr. King Louie with a mincing twitchy on the verge of a nervous breakdown orangutan voiced by Michael Sarah. Ubidi, tell me what do you would you what do you want me to be like you will? Good God. Shere Khan looking like Batman v Superman's doomsday on four legs, stripes and scaly bone spurts all over his skin, just because, voiced by Triple H. <laughs> Vin Diesel playing a cheetah. There's an absurd scene where Mowgli rides Vin Diesel's cheetah up a stone tower temple. Temple tower in the middle of a jungle, being pursued by evil peacocks. To escape, Mowgli and Cheetah Diesel leap off the stone tower into another stone Stone temple tower into a third stone temple tower. Jungle fast, jungle furious. (laughs) Be on the lookout, number three, be on the lookout for a new episode of Victor Corner this week, where I'll review the film Miles Ahead. Until next time, the tenth wonder of the world, the artist formerly known as Vic. Whew. A lot of thoughts in there, too. Um, (laughs) I wonder if that's really the case that Marvel said all that stuff. They really had those conversations behind closed doors. I feel, I don't know. None of us are Asian, so I can't speak. That's that's actually really interesting context. Thank you, Vic. That that does 
you know, answer some questions there. It certainly doesn't answer the, the Scarlett Johansson <laughs> questions with the, you know, more Asian you know tests. What? But um, that, that's really interesting. It gives a lot of context of that decision. And for once, at least, it sounds like there is some actual thought put into turning a character white. Whereas a lot of times it just feels like they just do it because it's going to bring them, you know, more money because it's a more popular yeah. actor than any Asian, black, or Hispanic that they could cast in that role. I feel like if they just cast a Korean person, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, I know that they said, oh, it, oh, you're just going <laughs> to be... Maybe a, not here, a, but no. in those countries... It, yeah, but no. You, you know that China is... So, China recently started allowing Hollywood films oh, yeah. to be screened in China. That was never uh, a thing. That's that why worldwide grosses are like worry quadrupling. About. Right. Yeah. So China is now the number two uh, film market right. in the world. Right. And they, by next year, it is projected to be number one. Mm. So look out for a lot of this and, and you know, to, to become a thing where Hollywood is going to be very sensitive to what the Chinese uh, are going to think of any casting or, or story choices in their films. And when I say casting a Korean actor, I don't mean Asians would be okay with it. I mean all those angry white podcasters. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. so, they wouldn't be able yeah, to tell a difference. Be fine, right, all right, all right. Just cast Jeremy Lin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know... I mean, I was familiar with the Ancient One being a character, but I didn't know he was Tibetan. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that, so. all, that all goes down in Tibet. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Makes sense. Huh. Yeah, there's a whole beef there. I mean, hey, at least Marvel came out and answered, you know, talked about it, and then it just, like... That's really interesting. Yeah. I appreciate the context, Vic. Thanks, Vic. As always, yeah. supplying that context. <laughs> <laughs> this last email is a Game of Thrones email. So, you guys can enjoy it together. I'm going to step outside. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll take take the reins on this one. Alright. Okay, (laughs) you did see the the season premiere, right Carl? Yes, I did. Awesome. So, hello all. Carl's co-worker and Jerry Jones lover here. (laughs) Hater. He's a lover. He is a hater. He's a lover. Listen, don't mischaracterize the man's love... Of or Trust hate me, well, I'll do of this. Jerry Jones. Listen, I do this. For you are questioning the man's character. Stop it, Carl. Uh, <sighs> that's my. This is my dude, though. <laughs> this is Peter Prack, by the way. Yeah. So I wanted to throw in my two cents on the season six premiere of Game of Thrones. It's probably going to be spoiler filled and bullet pointy. I am one of those snobby know-it-all book readers, so am I, it's awesome, (laughs) and I was looking forward to how this season would be without the book to pull material from. I was also looking forward to that. Me too. I was nervous, but go ahead. True. Well, have you read the books, Carl? No, but um, usually you know that whole term, oh, the book is always better, and yada yada, so for them, like, having their, okay, getting their material from them and from the books... And now that they didn't have a book, it's kind of, oh, how's it going to turn out? And, you know, I've heard, like, those books took, like, probably 10, good 10 years to write. So, mm-hmm. in this case, he was probably rushed for it. So, Longer we probably won't than get that for the five, anyway. Longer than 10 years to get the five that are currently out there out. Yeah, so, I mean. George, we, we have a long history with George R. R. Martin. We, we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited to be able to take in a new information because GRRM is taking his sweet time with book six. 
Book readers have been waiting years to find out if Jon Snow is really dead. Well, it's another episode or two. I'm not surprised that nothing happens to Jon at this point, and I love seeing the mind game at play with Davos and Thorn, especially at the end. When Thorn expects the door to open up and a fight would go down, Davos realizes when Thorn gives into his demands for extra food and everything too easily that some shit is going to go down if that door opens up. Thorn's look of confusion as he walks away made it all the more better. That was good. I loved the Winterfell scene with Roos and Ramsay. Ramsay is built up as such a sadistic person, but Roos takes the cake when he's pretty much egging Ramsay to kill Walden, his unborn child. Here's the reason why Ramsay is so fucked up. Sansa and Theon escaping and fighting off their attackers with, help, uh, with the help of Pod and Brienne was probably the best scene in the episode for me. Okay. I was happy that something good for a Stark finally happens. We'll see how long that feeling lasts. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the weird plot hole with Tristan being killed or how the showrunners handled Dorne in general. I agree. Last season, we caught off with Marcella being killed as the Sand Snakes watched the ship that she and Tristan are on sail away from the dock. Next thing we know, they're on that ship as well to kill him. He deserved to die for turning his back on his killer like that. Who gets in the middle? Also, what the fuck can you do with a whip in close quarters when he's got a sword? Dorne sucked and they just experienced their own versions of the wet Red Wedding. And no one cares. I do look forward to seeing what Cersei will do from here, though. The Dothraki have a bro code. Pretty cool to find out, but still a lame scene. <laughs> <laughs> Arya's progressing along with her training. All in all, a decent episode to set up season six. I can't wait to see if that Melisandre reveal at the end is hinting at a po possible resurrection. Anyways, Hodor, Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Nice email, Peter. Uh, so I agree with a lot of the points that you bring up here, especially the Dorn stuff. That was fucking terrible. That's the one thing that I kept mentioning to Maurice earlier uh, that surprised the hell out of me because that was something that didn't happen in the books. It wasn't really hinted at the book, and it felt like... It came out of nowhere in the show. So as just a show watcher, Carl, what did you think of that whole like coup in Dorne where the Sand Snakes and their mother basically kill the 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 Prince of Dorne and take Well, over? he was inside like the little Dorne room and she was like, oh, which one do you want to kill? Well, no, by? that's the prince. That They're both princes. Sorry. That's Prince yeah. Tristane. I'm um, talking about his father. Um, well, well, both really, but more the father being killed off while his guards just stand there and do fucking nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like I, it kind of caught me off guard, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there, like, okay, yeah, I remember that was um Oberyn's sister, I believe. Right? No, that was his concubine, basically. Yeah, but they don't look at bastards the same way in Dorne. It's not like an illegitimate whatever, like she would be in King's Landing. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, here's you know some. Oh my God, he she he stabbed him. Yeah, she stabbed him. Right, and. They, they, they're stabbing him. Okay, like, is there going to be some fighting or something? Nope. That's it. All right. Well, they must have really not liked him. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. So I guess on a peripheral level, that's fine. To me, um, it, it felt unearned and it felt out of the blue. It felt like that was something yeah. that should have simmered for like a whole season and then happened maybe. Not you know, even a, a whole season. season maybe like a couple of, a good couple of, a good amount of episodes. I, I 
I feel like to earn like a coup where she's taking over basically an entire country and now we're headed to fucking war, you know, it, it should have been earned and there should have been at least some, you know, they should have shown that there is some dissent in Dorne towards the, the ruling family because Prince Doran in the books is portrayed as generally well-liked by the people of Dorne. So it's really yeah. weird. Like in, Having the context of the books with this happening is really weird. And also the bodyguard that gets killed with him, Ario Hota, yeah. you would never think by the way that he died that he was a great warrior he went out like a damn sucker yeah. ain't no he one just, put respect on his name nah so in the books he's like a super amazing fighter and he is a fucking he had like, the he look too ass. he was a freaking brick shithouse and right just... and he just gets pricked with a fucking pocket knife and goes down like a bitch so Peter uh, you know I hope you feel me on that but that's the, that that was like the most blasphemous thing about that whole scene where Ario Hota gets taken out like a punk. I wasn't feeling that. Speaking of punks, I, of course, you know, Theon Greyjoy just sitting there like I took one of your I took one of your words as I'm watching him like yo he is a cupcake little bitch. <laughs> like do what, something. I, I got to give him Do something. On that. He did. Then though. he actually did. And I'm yeah. like It's about fucking time <laughs> like that was by far the best scene, and I, I wouldn't. I never yeah. thought I'd say this because I fucking hate Sansa. I hate Sansa parts yeah. in the show, and I hate Sansa chapters in the books. Those are my <laughs> least favorite. But the Sansa part of this episode was my favorite. Um, I was generally pretty. I wasn't crazy about this episode. I thought it was okay, not great. Yeah, um, I mean they got a. I mean they got to build, give it some type of build up. Uh, yes, but I also I mean, felt like previous season premieres were much, much better, better for the yeah. show. Um, so I am looking forward to see where things go. I was a little disappointed that we didn't kind of get a resolution to the Jon Snow situation because they're, I'm one oh, of those they're people. Milk that. They're going to milk that. And I dislike that because I'm one of those people that has been waiting those years to find out what the hell's going to happen with Jon Snow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, okay, I, I get that they're, they're milking that, but I feel like they're milking that in the expense of maybe the Dorn stuff where Dorn feels like it had a whole season of, you know, exposition happen in literally two minutes. Uh, you know, the, this this Jon Snow stuff, maybe they're going to take... I, I am afraid that they'll take too long to get to the point because it feels like there's a lot of plot that's going to be converging on the wall this season where yeah. Ramsey's headed to the wall, the Wildlings are obviously going to be coming back to the wall as uh, Dollars Ed is going to go and, and petition for their help because they owe their lives to Jon Snow. Obviously, you know, you have uh, Davos at the wall protecting Jon's body body which yeah from a plot point doesn't really make a lot of sense but whatever we'll let it go we all love Jon Snow um so it feels like there's a lot that's going to be coming down on the wall here and also obviously let's not forget the freaking White Walkers yeah um so there's a lot of shit that's going to go down at the wall this season and I need to see me uh, some goddamn zombie Jon Snow up in that piece <laughs> let's do it so um yeah generally the the the, the what do you think of the Duff Rocky stuff with Danny? Um, like it. Uh, okay, it's it's leading some. It's leading to something. Like I can, de I definitely did get that feeling. But I'm just like, uh, I I don't know. Like, for some odd reason, I was expecting to see Carl Drago again. Oh, it was some. I know he's Carl. yeah, I know, but he's like. For some reason, I'm like, he's are we gonna Aquaman see now, Carl? Yeah. Why would Carl Drago? I don't do know. That? Is there gonna be some type of like? Resurrection Carl. thing. No, uh, but like, <laughs> I but it won't it won't surprise me if Daenerys like 
you know, takes over that. Right. That 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 is what I'm takes over that kingdom thinking of that she's gonna take over that Dothraki horde and mold you know take them as part of her army. Now when fucking Drogon shows up, that's her dragon. Yeah. When he shows up and starts fucking barbecuing fools up in that you know Dothraki camp, shit's gonna get real. Oh, I'm gonna love the shit out of that. <laughs> just like when she when when dragon just came in during the during that whole riot in the last season, just yeah. asking, I'm like. That was some good shit. Yeah. You know. I'm looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, just generally a lot of stuff to, to set up um, the, the season more than any revelatory, um, you know, things in this episode. So I'm looking forward to see where it goes. We're all on a, a wild journey now that most of the book stuff is done. Um, but, you know, let, let's uh, let's see where this goes. As always, uh, you know, we, we love Game of Thrones and we'll we'll keep watching. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll keep having these Aris and Carl minutes yeah. as uh, the episode winds down since Maurice refuses to watch the show. He's just uh, strictly a book reader. But, uh, Peter, thank you for uh, the email. Uh, keep them coming, man. Definitely. Definitely. So, um... Let's uh, let's see if Maurice wants to join us now that we're uh, done here, uh, and uh, well, uh, I think uh, it's about time to close Bring us the show. Over. Hey, all right. welcome back. Bring us home. All right, two doors because you guys are so loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you can uh, go ahead and find us on uh, Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Codex Prime, uh, SoundCloud Codex Dash Prime. Um, Twitter, Codex Prime Cast. Instagram, Codex Prime Podcast. Um, like I said, iTunes, uh, YouTube as well. We're all there. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Find us in and keep- next Saturday. You can catch the guys at Rock Coco's for their free comic book uh, day event. So um, come check us out. Grab some free stuff. Network. Meet some artists and kick it with the fellas. You know, all four of us will be there. So um, come through. Yeah, shout out to a friend of the show, Jim Savard, for setting that whole thing up. That should be fun. Cool. going to be like a lot it. of artists, a lot of local folks in there. And a band's going to be playing, performing, too, as well. Oh, shit. Yeah. What time does that start? Should be a good time. Um, it starts probably around, what, 11, 12-ish? I think yeah. it's 11, yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll put up the info on the Facebook page. Oh, sure. Uh, did you give the email address, Carl? Oh, and email the show, CodexPrimePodcast at gmail.com. And as always, I will keep on petitioning for you guys to uh, go on iTunes and leave us some reviews. True. Again, five stars. I don't give a damn if you shit talk us. You hate us, let us know. As long as you give us five stars. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Later, nerds. Later. Make sure you go on there and review. Mention my name. Put some respect on it. <laughs>